welcome to the Late Late Capitalism Show. Just a swear warning. We're going to swear. Um, I'm Megan. I'm Dean. I'm Chance. It's Jesse. And yeah, get ready for an exciting time today. Jesse has a little story to start us off. Yes, before we get to the main topic, which this week, Megan, is... Canadian mining in Latin America. Oh, boy. It's <laughs> <laughs> not exactly happy. <laughs> sounds like a real treat. I mean, to be fair, what about the world right now is exactly happy? Exactly. Well, yeah. I think you have a story for us, Jesse. I do. First off, yes, the rumors are true. I am getting a gaming PC. So <laughs> Thank that, God. That is the number one news, not just here, not, but the around nation the nation waited with That's bated right. breath. There were many people that are like, how much more brain damage can he do to himself? This is actually why we missed last week, because we all brainstormed together a new computer for Jesse. And we, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we built worked so it. There hard was a on big it. montage. You guys missed it. Yeah. Megan was like wiping oil off her face. <laughs> yeah. She had a little wrench. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Megan the Riveter. Uh, something else also happened last week. This is actually why I wasn't here in studio. It's because I was at this uh, anti-mask rally in Kempville, Ontario, led by the one and only... Randy Hillier. There's our boy. <laughs> so Kempville held a, quote, maskless, uh, what is it, mask burning party at the <laughs> oh Branch Oh, my school. God. They're, they're like the guys who were mad at disco. That's so <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, really. History has really smiled down upon that. Kempville, which is a small little rural area kind of near Ottawa. Uh, Randy Hillier being the MPP for that because he's like, the area he's MPP for is so massive geographically because oh, there's so yeah. much space between these stupid fucking towns, mm-hmm. including my hometown. So that's my guy right there. Uh, 200 people showed up to this event, including, I'm not kidding, my cousin who lives near yeah. Kempville is also 75 IQ and looks a bit like a German shepherd puppy if it had albinism and a bowl cut. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a very specific reference. That's very neat. But I assure you, if you saw it, you'd be like, yeah, wow, damn, yeah, that's right on the spot money. On. Uh, Randy, of course, was dressed like Colonel Sanders' lawyer with his suspenders and uh, flagrant disregard for any kind of hairstyling or mask, well, he is, obviously. He, he is a cosplay girlfriend, so it totally makes sense that he would bust out the colonel. You know he wishes he was from, like, an area as racist as parts of the South. <laughs> <laughs> like, he is, yeah. My heart's in Georgia. <laughs> He's a Jim Crow weeb. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. The event, advertised for 7 p.m., had already started around 6.30 as people gathered on they the venue's small excited. patio. <laughs> That's right. By 7.15, it was packed with maskless party gr- goers crammed together with little air between them. Speaking unofficially, two OPP officers patrolling the event told the reporters they were there to keep the peace and ensure the revelers did not get the confrontation they were seeking. I'm sorry. Shut it down. (laughs) What are you talking about? If you shut it down, you let the terrorists win. (laughs) The COVID laws in Ontario make so much sense. Like they know none of them got fined or punished, but right now you can get fined $100 for sitting in the park, which is awesome. That's really, I think that's emblematic of the OPP in many respects because, oh, like these guys are looking for a fight, so we're not going to give it to them. But the peaceful protesters uh, on any indigenous land, uh, they're not looking for a fight, so we're going to give it to them. They are big fans of the classic sucker punch right? yeah here's a here's a classic i think this is the funniest aspect to me as officials completed their tour with cell phones documenting the faces of the participants they started to leave the area 
The crowd, that, which had been chanting freedom prior to this, changed the chant to victory. Quote, <laughs> they, right. they, oh, appeared, they won. That was a great rally. <laughs> quote, cool. They appeared to misunderstand the OPP and health unit's intent. <laughs> so they were just documenting who these people are so they could find them. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but they're like giving thumbs up. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, God, they thought they I were like them. fans of them. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what okay. they, they thought they were on the news. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably because most of the people there, you have to imagine, like looking at the pictures, it's a boomer crowd yeah and boomers the only people that still watch the news yeah cherish television just like yeah (laughs) just like at sporting events they're having a wonderful time uh so in the fallout of this of course randy hillier gets censured again uh but most importantly the branch bistro lost its liquor license and faces like numerous financial punitive measures and they are starting to like issue fines to the uh, party goers including my cousin mm. yeah so oh, well. so the the bistro had to like shut down yes well they had to they were supposed to shut down anyways yes um because of the current lockdown measures you can only do like takeout and stuff like that you Absolutely. weren't supposed to have in-person stuff but they they got their liquor license taken away which is like a huge source of income for a restaurant especially in the middle of fucking nowhere oh yeah no they're dead in the water now so of course there was much discussion from party goers on facebook one of which said and i quote i'm a boomer i was raised by the cohort that survived the great depression and afterwards the one who survived fighting the nazis my freedom Sorry, is an I obligation was raised by them they weren't I, even them yeah, <laughs> I, I was raised by people who uh, achieved and accomplished things yeah yeah <laughs> That's the boomer mentality. That's uh, hilarious. Just the, we the didn't quote, do it. I'm a boomer. Really uh, yeah. does say it all. But stealing generational valor is just tremendous. <laughs> that goes to tell you about the kind of people that attended the uh, mask burning party at the Branch Bistro. If you're looking for a restaurant to uh, shit in, shit on the Branch Bistro, shit on their porch, shit on their front lawn, put good. the toilet lid down and shit on top of that. <laughs> yeah, double decker, baby. But uh, yeah, they we are going there after this recording for a podcast team building dinner. Yeah. We're going to be leaving our bubble area and traveling to another. Yeah, it's an office dinner. <laughs> That's right. It's it is a, being comped. CFRC yeah. <laughs> is paying. It, it, it is a write-off. So so we have to get a couple of those yeah. in. So thank you everyone who participated in our funding drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you to all of our fans who attended the Kempville mass burning rally. Yeah, the, Kempville massacre. <laughs> we were mass occur. Oh, we the were the opening occur. act. We did a live show. <laughs> I should be running these events. Actually, I'm that, so much smarter than that. That would be people. fucking funny if we debuted a live show at <laughs> like a, a mask, mask burning rally. <laughs> like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I see you, I see Randy Illiers in the audience tonight. <laughs> How many of y'all like Castro? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boo. <laughs> Tough crowd, eh? <laughs> oh, jeez. <sighs> Anyways, um, their Yelp and and every review website that even does that anymore is just getting bombed so uh i don't know how much longer they're gonna boomer yeah. boomer Who knows? the only two people that care about the news and yelp are boomers we are yeah. seeing the boomer civil war oh, this is the boomer culture war <laughs> <laughs> well the boomer on boomer culture war yeah yeah boomer on boomer crime is way up <laughs> it's like 98 <98%. laughs> yeah. yeah. even though they're only 30 percent of the population and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the magic numbers <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Well, uh s- speaking of of uh yeah. No, no, yeah, let's hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of minors, Ooh. we didn't we weren't talking about minors. I was going to so. say speaking of kidney stones. <laughs> Oh. Stones, kidney yeah. stones, uh, mining. Speaking of kidney stones, I guess probably speaking of boom, booming, 
think is like Boomtown, <laughs> like, like a mining thing. Uh, yeah, we're TNT. abandoning the Segway. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. We can, we can we get are demanding there. an immediate <laughs> evac from the Segway. This is the Rift Zone. <laughs> Megan, please take me out of the Rift Zone. Okay. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> so, um, the what inspired me to do this segment on mining was that there was an article in CBC earlier or late last month about a new mine, but I'm going to save that for the end because Ooh. it's exciting. And we're going to we're going to go through the whole process to get there. So uh, when I was talking about this with Dean, he actually had a really good point, uh, which is basically like a lot of our show. We've been talking about how Canada is not good or special because like we're not as like woke. We're not as um, caring to the rest of the world as like we think we are. Mm. But this sort of segment and like the things we do with the mining industry sort of prove that not only is that like we are not woke and it's not the case that we're like a nice country. We're actually like probably the most evil imperial nation there is like genuinely so fucked. So, and th- like this is competing on a scale with like the United States and Britain. Yeah. Israel. Like, yeah. Like, like the UK, which like colonized the entire world and the U S which has like the largest military and largest economy in the world and like routinely mm-hmm. uh, destroys nations. I'm tough for, competition. I'm yeah. Say, I'm we're not swayed up there. Yet. You're, you're going to have to present this because yeah. I don't know if I can agree with that claim yet. You know what? Uh, as a, as a Mohawk man, I, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I, I mean, agree with you. Yeah. Absolutely. You're good. But, I, but for thanks the make, sake, sake Megan of for uh, this segment. Yeah, narrative, <laughs> narrative structure. I, I could be won over to this side. I'm still I'm still skeptical. Yeah. So I also wanna say that our mining industry is massive, like genuinely it's the largest of any country's mining economy. Uh, So I'm not even going to talk about mining in Canada because I genuinely don't have time. And I'm like, we mine in Africa, we mine in the US, in Canada, we, but we really, really mine in Latin America. So that's like what I'm going to focus on. Um, And a lot of like the worst human rights abuses obviously come from Africa and Latin America. So, but there's a lot of information on Latin America. We should step in and show them how it's done. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly they need more. Save them from themselves. That's right. That's clearly the solution. Um, so just like a background on the size of our um, industry. This is from a lot of the information I have today is from uh, a paper by the Working Group on Mining and Human Rights in Latin America, which is a group of seven NGOs. Um, and it's through the Due Process of Law Foundation, which is a Latin American group that focuses on mining. So check that out if you are interested. Um, So I have some quotes to talk about the size. Um, The mining industry in Canada is strategic and has a long tradition in Canada to the extent that the country has been dubbed a mining power. In 2012, 57% of the world's mining companies were listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange and 70% of the shares issued by the mining sector worldwide were traded on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Um, There were approximately 1,619 mining companies listed on the TSX and the TSX Venture in November 2013. So this report came out in 2014, which is also the the year that we had the most mining projects going at one Mm -hmm. time and was the year that we made the most in revenue in mining. Basically, Stephen Harper was really, really aggressively expanding the mining sector. So by the time that 2014, like his last year in power rolled around, it was fucked up how big it was. But Nearly half of the companies that I mentioned engage in mining outside of Canada, and 35% of these projects are in Latin America, which is larger than any other region. Um, Between 50 and 70% of the mining in Latin America is from Canadian companies. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. 
Uh, the extractive industries in general make up the largest percentage of human rights violations in the world, according to a UN report. Um, so I think this is like allegations given to the UN about yeah. human rights abuses in general. So at the time in 2014 that this was published, there was 198 active conflicts resulting from mining operations in Latin America. And all of the countries with these conflicts had Canadian mining presence. Bye conflict what do you mean so, so either like conflict where there was like protest against oh, okay. the um company that's doing the mining or like the mine had destabilized a community so much okay, that there cool. was like just general conflict like a civil right kind unrest. of stuff yeah that's what i unrest. figured but i wanted to clarify that to really underscore how monstrous this is already and it's also not even the fact that we have these like mining companies headquartered in Canada that do these evil things. And we're like, oh, no, that's the private sector. But our government is very strongly tied to private sector mining companies and really pushes for their involvement in other countries and f funds them and supports them and like meddles in other countries affairs a lot in order to get them access to resources. Um, so in 2014, and or actually just before we had merged our international development agency with our trade agency, basically highlighting the fact that no tr like international development and aid could happen in Canada without specifically being like a capitalist yeah, venture. Something so, in return. Yeah, yeah, it was very tied aid, which tied aid is basically when you say to a developing country like, okay, we'll give you this amount of money, but in return you either have to like spend it you like on contracts for us, like mm -hmm. purchasing our goods and labor or um, we're going to give you X amount of money through like gifts in order f to set up this mine essentially in your town. Um, and we had also created a specific department of the government that was just like the extractive industry as well, which is awesome. Love to see that. And yet, despite this, the Canadian government cannot respond to human rights abuses that happen in these mines ever. They like they just don't acknowledge them at all, um, which the article argues is particularly harmful as the institutions and processes for bringing these Canadian companies to justice are particularly weak in the countries they're operating in. So they almost they face basically like zero backlash at all. Right. And this document basically examined 22 different operations and highlighted a few of the environmental and human rights abuses. So in terms of environmental, I have a quote here. In Panama, the Minera Peticula SA Consortium felled 54.2 hectares of old growth secondary and gold oh forest, gallery forest, and approximately eight additional hectares of vegetation in order to construct an access road, helicopter landing zones, camps, and the processing plant. So that wasn't even the mine. And that was like 54 acres of old growth forest. It also extracted non-metal mi minerals, which caused erosion in sediment and water sources. Oh, boy. In Guatemala, um, it has been determined that the Marlin mine operations have led to major water contamination. Technical studies show that the presence of heavy metals such as iron, aluminum, magnesium, and arsenic in lo local rivers. I, uh, but I'm sorry, uh, Megan, it comes from the earth. That's good for you. Also, we're already 75% water. How much do you need? Let's not be so greedy We here. can We can pour arsenic in like 50% of the water on uh, earth. It'd be fine, probably. My doctor says I have iron deficiency, so maybe I should move to Guatemala. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> just drinking the tailing pond. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just the, it's the T-1200 goop as he phases through walls. That's what the water looks like. <laughs> right. um, in terms of like the human impact, there are numerous cases of displacement of locals when the course, companies either forcibly bought the land and removed mm. people or the mining activities killed livestock and crops. That's so Canada, baby. That they couldn't mm. 
live or create any sort of living on the land anymore. Um, there were many instances of the criminalization of protest, um, ignoring of any protest rights, tear gassing, beating and jailing local protesters before any dialogue was attempted with them at all. There was instances of people being jailed for even speaking out publicly against mines or being suspected of being against oh mines and no. they would be God. put in jail. That is a Cold War yeah. throwback right there. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, you know, uh, can you put off the 1984 klaxon for me? That sort of reminds me of 1984 by mm. George Orwell. <laughs> Rather Orwellian. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. The specific example they talked about was that people were suspected of being against the clear cutting of a forest to make way for a mine, mm. which is, anyway, whatever. Uh, yeah. moving well, on. no, like, but if you, like, for example, uh, if I'm uh, walking around on the street and I suspect that someone wouldn't like it if I punched them in the head. Uh, that hurts my feelings, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, they should be honored that I would even strike That's them. That's right. I'm yeah. paid to extract the teeth from their head, and the easiest yeah. way to do that is by punching them there. Yeah. Exactly. And, and now my retaliation for them putting up a fight is putting No, no, arsenic. not putting up a fight. Oh. I think that they might have yeah. put up a fight if yeah. I uh, did it. If they well, said then stop I poison them with teeth. arsenic. That's right. You yeah. can't... Yeah. No, no, no not, not stop taking my teeth. <laughs> if I think that they might say... Yeah, stop taking <laughs> stop my teeth. Taking my yeah, teeth. They but essentially, it, they essentially hire a mercs out there, don't they? Like, yeah, they hire yeah. like death squads, yes. literally. Like the Once and then again, the companies basically throwback. point to saying we never did anything ourselves. We never explicitly told them to murder anyone. There's actually a really good documentary on this if you want to check it out. It's called Defensora, mm-hmm. and it's about a Canadian mining company in Guatemala, uh, and. They actually like it's really fucked. Like they weaponize like rape and and everything in these villages, and they kill so many people in the villages. And then they just go, well, we just hired this company and then told them to like remove these people by any means necessary. Like, what? It's not yeah. our fault that they the, all died. The like, Cold War never ended. This is literally what they were doing in the 1940s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and apparently still do today. Yeah. Yeah, and the economic indicators for mining regions in Latin America show that they are either worse off or the same as before the project started, which is a huge talking point for these companies. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're bringing good jobs and yada yada. And many of the economic benefits um, come in the form of gifts from the company instead of any sort of like sustainable monetary change at all. And Um, as soon as that mine dries up, that evaporates. Yeah, it increases dependency because they'll clear cut all the land so you can't Mm -hmm. farm or fish or hunt or anything, like give you a job for two years like sometimes they don't even pay because a lot of them have been accused of slave labor and then they'll just like build a, a school or something and then they'll be like congrats yay and then they leave so and Jesus. leave like a bunch of ponds of and like, that's the thing yeah it's not just clear cutting it's after po- literally poisoning the land exactly people wonder why we see so poisoning many... it for generations yeah to come. and we see we see so many people that are trying to emigrate into North America it's like, why, why don't they just it, well, how, why don't they just stay where they are it's so if they want to change our way of life clearly it's so great there it's like no because we've poisoned the world yeah, and destroyed their way of life you, yeah you, you don't fully understand because you're not living near like a pool of mercury yeah, yeah. We, it, we have an imperative to accept every single person who lives of which we've ruined yeah for the name of the fucking invisible hand of market 
And the report also found many violent deaths and serious injuries in the cases examined. Uh, the deaths are of both mine workers because the work is so dangerous right. and just generally opponents. Um, and none of them had that they investigated involved later punishment or compensation for families. One mine uh, had 44 worker deaths as of 2008. Jesus. And in another case, there were eight activists murdered from one activist group, just from one group for speaking out against the mine. Hot damn. Yeah. And then there's obviously like the negative health impacts from the mines on surrounding communities like cancer and things like that because of all the pollution. And frequently the acquisition of land that the companies do to get the rights to the mine is done via deception or forced eviction. Mm -hmm. So it's not even like a full consent of giving over the land to be mined, obviously because a lot of the groups are indigenous, so they wouldn't give it over if it was legal. And Canada has had little interest in making these companies comply with environmental and human rights laws and protections and has continued to support companies after documented abuses multiple times. An example of like how much money this is in 2011, which remember is 10 years ago now, so it's probably increased. Canada gave $17 billion in financing and insurance to extractive companies. And um, the Department of Foreign Affairs, International Trade and Development, which has a stated mission of helping people living in poverty, actually in 2012 used money while they were still called the Canadian International Development Agency to support mining companies. And then through CETA, Canada actually managed to get Canadian mining company officials to assist in the drafting of Colombian mining laws. So that's that's the sort of like reach that we're talking about with the government, like not only turning a blind eye, but specifically getting employees of these companies to like rewrite the laws of Latin American countries. So Jesus Christ. Wowzers. So that's what I got from that report. I just have some background that I found on the Mining Association of Canada's pages as well. Um, So mining is actually 5% of our GDP currently, and one out of every 26 jobs is directly or indirectly associated with mining in Canada, although different numbers, different sites have different numbers on that. But that's also including Canadian mining, which I genuinely we don't have time for, but it's also just as fucked like the mines in BC and the Yukon and even northern Quebec are like so horrible. But yeah, Uh, we're actually seeing a decline in mining revenue right now. 2014 was the highest year. Wait, wait, you're telling me that that you can't milk that cow forever? (laughs) Yeah. What? LOL. (laughs) So I wanted to see, is it continued to go down? What's happening in 2021? Well, we are trying to build the world's largest open pit gold mine in the middle of the Amazon rainforest, oh. which is really Jesus cool. Jesus Christ. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> that is, a, and I, I, I find myself saying this constantly, that is a plot point in an 80s cartoon. Yeah, that is a that, harebrained scheme. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is a get rich. That is Ricky that, Ricardo. <laughs> like 1950s. Like, ah, oh, what if we just mine for gold in Brooklyn? It's like, yeah, awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, so that was the article I was talking about earlier that came out earlier last month. This mine has been, they've been trying to build it since 2008. And it's obviously the worst idea ever Mm -hmm. because there's so much pushback from the tribes that live near it in the Amazon. It's so bad for the environment. They need so much money in order to actually look, even look at the area and then go through this entire process with the Brazilian government. But basically it was 
very it was looking like it was not going to happen and then Bolsonaro got elected mm-hmm. and that's where we are right what now do we so we even use gold for other than just currency it's like the most fucking useless mineral it is used in like machinery it's actually extremely useful what? like yeah. there's a little bit of gold in pretty much every electronic yeah you, that's you so use. stupid that, uh, but we're gonna cut that from the pod because <laughs> no, we don't need to say that gold. gold is pussy shit like that's right. mine for something yeah. cool like unobtainium yeah or, like rose gold or uh, <laughs> yeah. like nether they're trying to they're trying to get to the nether in brazil they figured out that's the easiest way to win you're the saying game. you're saying gold is expensive but i can go to like a claire's in the mall and get myself some gold jewelry for five bucks that's right yeah. so. that's right it looks gold so it must be um so huh? wait you mean it's not <laughs> I thought it was who, gold. who would buy that kind of gold what kind of person would do that <laughs> yeah only like an idiot. I believe they called that <laughs> geniuses pyrite. So, so, so one question I have for you, Megan, before yeah. we continue on is, uh, and you're probably going to get to this anyway, and maybe I'm jumping the gun. Um, are these companies that are doing it, or is this the government that's doing it? For this mine specifically, it's a company. I tried to research their connection to the Canadian government, and I didn't find a lot, but they have a lot of conferences that don't get reported on super well. And I'm very mm-hmm. curious to see if I had more time to do some more digging on this company. Yeah, but well, I think we even from what you've said so far, uh, <laughs> like the the government, if not actively uh, involved in this, is complicit. Oh well, they're uh, definitely completely. taking like a yeah. like they would have to take some like cuts off the top. Oh with, yeah, uh, no, that's the only way like any that. of this would yeah. happen. They're also providing, as Megan has noted, funding for yeah. various private companies to do the evil that they're doing. And the government also is very invested in like the image of Canadian mining as like a good, responsible industry. So there's so many like websites that are just like mining facts.ca, but it'll be like the Canadian like ledger at the top in the same format as the government of Canada website, but it won't say anywhere on it that it's like made by the government of Canada. But it's like, do you think we're stupid? Like this looks the exact same. But anyway, okay. So this recent mining proposal, um, they've just got their assessment of impact on indigenous peoples approved by the Brazilian government. Because as we know, Bolsonaro like genuinely hates indigenous people. Like he wants them to die. He said it literally almost exactly that multiple times. So it's in one of Earth's most biodiverse regions. And it's very, very likely to contaminate the water with cyanide in a very important river in the Amazon. Something that this exact problem had already killed hundreds of people in a Brazilian mining region nearby in recent years. The group Amazon Watch, which is also a really good source, and they basically report on Canadian mining companies, says this will prompt the last stages of ecocide, which oh, basically is it will. Is that bad? Um, so the company <laughs> is called Bello Sun um, and says it will operate with good standards and create hundreds of jobs in a poor region, oh, the region being off. the middle of the Amazon. Suck, yeah. so. suck my fucking cock. Um, the CEO says... A region known for giving a shit about jobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, their economy is gone down yeah. Like, yeah i know green inferno is exploitative and not accurate but how sick would it be if it happened to the people going into these regions to yeah extract i've, their I've been trying to think of a way where i could phrase uh something like that without going to prison but yeah i'm just saying family. how you know sick like bad uh like yeah, nasty oh, sick how yeah. nasty and wicked and fucking sick would it be if <laughs> they got their heads cut off oh you'd I'm sorry, man. To see but it, they brought up Green Inferno, so I have to. Like that's literally the plot of Green yeah. Inferno is all of this shit, and it's like they they're activists that go to Peru to to like 
be like, don't harm the indigenous people. And then you find out later on in the movie that what they were actually doing was making it so that a trade deal could go on. If enough stink was around this company doing bad, that another company could swoop in and grab it. It's Mm. weaponized activism. Weaponized activism. And then they all get eaten alive, which was really cool. And I wrote a whole review about it that's probably got me on a watch list. I said it it was indigenous excellence. That sounds cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Not that we're encouraging that specific. well, I, I did. Excellence. I'm allowed to. He is allowed. <laughs> the the CEO says he has been involved with building and operating a number of mines and sees how well-paying jobs positively impact a region, which I think is just like <laughs> you've already worked on a bunch. Just stop. Uh, so the project essentially has all of the approval from the Brazilian government now. Like it has 100% yeah, go course. ahead. It just They just need to meet with indigenous peoples, um, which is on hold until COVID is better because their remote indigenous mm-hmm. communities although that was not from the Brazilian government the Brazilian government actually gave them the okay to of just course. go into the Amazon and meet with them the company is like holding off well, but that's because Bolsonaro loves getting COVID <laughs> yeah. I, he like 13 yeah. like, they might have a cool new strain <laughs> yeah he told, back there. He told us, uh, the people of Brazil to stop whining about COVID and they have the second <laughs> highest death rate of any country yeah so. but he Jesus. survived every time I get yeah, where he's coming true. from he's like yeah it's not that yeah. bad you get to take a picture with giving the thumbs up in a hospital that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah, he, and they let he, you eat as much jello as you want he took the trump route right um so the mining site contains likely eight billion dollars in gold um and bolsonaro is very excited because he wants to open that's the amazon to more farming and mining really not that much i know <laughs> for destroying the planet i know yeah like the the last vestige of like any hope for this planet committing ecocide yeah. for eight billion dollars yeah. Yeah. yeah thank yeah, you, you would, for making you, me learn the word ecocide by the way you would, you would imagine it would be in like the trillions right yeah like it's it'd like, be like we're going in there you know what we're gonna bomb some brown people for a while but like we're gonna get trillions out of this like war is more profitable than this and also you know that that last step of like meeting with indigenous people like basically doesn't matter because you know they're gonna say no like they know the outcome of the meeting and they already have it prepped for it in their head so we do it all the time here in canada exactly um so it's extremely likely that the proposed dam um to keep the contaminants from reaching the nearby river will break as they have not included any seismic assessments in this dam at all um so all of the like mining watch groups are like are you fucking stupid like of course it's going to break but it's just that the brazilian government is like who care lol and if it leaks it means the death of the Zingu River. And the article highlights another case in 2019 where 240 people were killed when a tailing dam burst. Um, and Bello Sun says their approach is to always proceed in a low key way. Which, like, <laughs> what? what the fuck is wrong with you? Play it cool. Play it cool. That's psycho. <laughs> we're we're going to mine the Amazon rainforest, but we're going to do it like chill. Yeah, I know. These, these guys are PUA mining companies. He also yeah. went to Western. So. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Okay. You know, we're They're like, our rivals. We're like the bedroom pop of mining companies you know yeah. what i mean like we we take it easy up here and he also said that they're going to use evaporation to get rid of the con- oh, contaminated water <laughs> what so they actually have zero <laughs> what? plans for what they're going to do with the tailing pond other than try to keep it out of the river which dryers. will fail but like that was the listed where thing like, mercury does not evaporate I the know. water does. even if it did dean where would that go just Wouldn't back that just up into the sky? Acid rain it goes or into space and then it's gone forever. Mercury. Don't worry about it. That's, well, that's awesome. what they should do. They should get they should get our boy Elon in there to make a rocket that just sends it to Mars. No, yeah. he's busy and we just contaminate Mars. 
He's he's got his own country to do coups in and kill the indigenous That's population yeah. of. I would, I just want space indigenous people. Elon, if you send the Those indigenous are, of Bolivia to space, that'd be cool. I, that's wild. That's all I want. Space, oh, that would be sick, actually. And Indians in space. <laughs> yeah, the the mine is near the Jaruna tribe. I just wanted to get their name in there as well. And the leader of which has said they cannot accept Bellow Sun in their region. So we already know how these talks are going to play out because they specifically said no already. Mm-hmm. Um, and this mine has actually been rejected twice uh, for a- failing to adequately consult for with the indigenous communities in 2013. And then in 2017, when there were allegations that the purchase land was purchased illegally and um that had to be looked into but then bolsonaro was like nah you're fine so also when bolsonaro got elected the same author that i just got a lot of that info from in the cbc published an article titled brazil's new president-elect jair bolsonaro is a right winger who leans towards more open markets this could mean fresh opportunities for canadian companies looking to invest in the resource-rich country this is the same person yeah i remember that article holy fuck which is weird because the article itself is not as markety as you would think and they've since changed the titles because he was getting he got, death threats they got screamed at when that yeah. came i also said i also said i hope nothing bad happens to you like when they posted that <laughs> so i did contribute to this but um, i remember that article people were like literally suck a gun off <laughs> like, yeah this sucks <laughs> what the fuck and so i just have one more thing before my funny article here um <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we, this has been a riot so far. She's going to yeah, do a voice. It's going to be even funnier. <laughs> um, so I wanted to know what Trudeau's government has done because a lot yes. of this is from the Harper government because other than the fact that this like mine is still possibly going to happen, which is under Trudeau. Um, but Justin Trudeau, some quotes, has invested considerably in the mining industry following his election in November 2015. The prime minister announced plans to spend $200 million on developing clean technologies for forestry, <laughs> fisheries, mining, energy, and farming. Okay. Um, you know that reminds me of clean pipeline. Growth. He's just yeah, like clean Peter, oil. Peter yeah. from Heartland. Yeah, yeah the yeah. clean pipeline Don't worry. guy. We're investing in clean oil and clean pipelines. <laughs> and he also extended the mineral exploration tax credit designed to help Canadian miners raise money for exploration projects. Oh, fuck. Wee. I'm sorry. Uh, is Tr- Justin Trudeau trying to give money to miners? What does he want? His, check his Venmo. Check yeah. his Venmo right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sedentary 99 <laughs> accepted your request. And the mining community said they were very happy about this. So well, duh. Fucking duh. Nice. What do you mean? Oh. He also... <laughs> we're, we're happy to collect this free money. We Thank will you. not accept this from a man who has worn blackface at least three times. <laughs> <That'd be fucking laughs> we're taking a principled stand against this. We are, Trudeau, we are holding you accountable. <laughs> that would be so great. <laughs> and in terms of the literal murder and ecocide yes. and all these other things that these companies do, um, in 2015 when he's campaigning, he pledged to create an ombudsman for Canadian <laughs> mining human rights rights grievances um which he didn't actually do until 2019 so mm-hmm. well we awesome. we know that bureaucracy yeah. helps oh, the yeah. now there's here. a little complaint box that you yeah. can file oh so, like a death squad came in and uh murdered my entire village yeah. oh so we'll get bit to that yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. get right on that and thank does, you and how does thank that you make for you, your concern how does that make you feel I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna make a walking tall style cbc drama called the ombudsman and it's about me cleaning up these corrupt mine corporations <laughs> in brazil yeah <laughs> it's kind of like it, it, it has the same like dark grit as like the punisher series but you're the <laughs> ombudsman <laughs> that's right i've just got a list of names i'm like censure them all <laughs> bolsonaro you're next 
That's a $75 fine, punk. (laughs) (laughs) So, after hearing all this, I, I feel like I'm in the camp that we should like legally not be allowed any Canadian to step foot in Latin America at all. And that I, it should be illegal for a Canadian to own a shovel. Yes, <laughs> honestly. And so we definitely shouldn't be doing any sort of mining in Latin America in any other country. And also we do it really badly here. So we need to work on that as well. But just in general, this is not an industry that can be reformed. It is like literally so evil. They don't care about the people who actually live in these countries. They don't care about the environment at all. However, we have some girl bosses that have come (gasps) to solve the problem. Finally, I knew feminism could save this. Mercy. Amazing. So this is from a CBC article by Pamela Fieber. Um, (laughs) And she did a series on like innovative Albertans. So that's so full. That is a great start. It starts with like Amanda Hall. I'm sorry, before before we get into this, you okay. can restart. Can we get a funny voice for this reading? No. Yeah, can you do it I in can. can you do it in like a <laughs> Okay. How about this? No. You do it in like a Brazilian accent. Yeah. God. <laughs> do the, how like, about a Chinese accent? Nigerian. What about like a Okay, scrap Brazil. Like a Guatemalan accent. Yeah, yeah you love Guatemala. Let's get really specific. Yeah. Um, like a Peruvian Fiji accent. No. Okay, so <laughs> that was kind of a voice. <laughs> it starts out by saying this woman, Amanda Hall, who owns this company, was Hall. inspired to <laughs> create her lithium company when she was hiking in Tibet and saw a monk oh, no. use an iPhone on a mountain and oh, she was like, yeah. oh my god we yeah. all need batteries <laughs> we all need this. There's a reason why they call them cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she created I lo- That is for sure, I'm sorry, that is for sure a thing that actually for real happened. Well, yeah, that's yeah, it's yeah. just like yeah. the most like rich white woman thing I've ever heard in my life like oh, yeah. I saw a monk in Tibet use a phone and that was crazy. And it now I have to life. own a mining corporation. Yeah. I love that imagine, train of thought. Imagine the kind of memes like Tibetan monks post, like the minion <laughs> memes they have. <laughs> it's just like arms up in the air, smiling. It's like inner peace is but a heartbeat away. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still wearing the maid outfit. Yeah, and it's still got a gun for some reason. <laughs> um, so she created a nanotech mining company that prioritizes environmental processes, which I put a question mark beside because what the fuck does that mean? You're processing the environment. <laughs> when, well, death is a process. Yeah. <laughs> Natural, when doing too. resource extraction. So this is supposed to be a greener way of extracting lithium. Uh, a quote, Hall has not just invented a new way to mine lithium. She's also breaking the glass ceiling with the company's all-female leadership team, which I thought was an awesome quote. And then the next one I wrote down was, when I show up at a mining site in South America, I'm the only woman in the world doing something like this with an all-female leadership team, which just seems so evil. Like, you're showing up at a mining site in South America. Like, it doesn't matter if you and your secretary and your friend all work together and you're all women, like... You're still so fucked. doing evil. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so she plans to extract <laughs> oil from field brines in Alberta, but she said not yet. They can't do anything in Canada yet because they need some strong revenue streams from Chile first because yeah. they were like, we need to make all our money in Chile and get rich and then we can do stuff in Alberta this and fuck up our own me. stuff. Yeah. yeah, This shit hurts. This, this, like my company is the first uh, all-female company to make uh, completely pink SS uniforms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I like the idea of like, 
we were talking before about the the hilarity that is the contrast between something that's like what is it bio pipelines like or or um like ethical pipelines and mm-hmm. green green pipelines mm-hmm. and it's like it's the same thing with like ethical resource extraction yeah like yeah. yeah we're getting into like you know like ethical resource extraction just so you know everyone that's that those are just a, a string of words that make n- yeah that, they don't yeah. exist. Yeah. That no, doesn't no. that's not a thing. Incongruent. Like yeah. going into Chile and be like, I'm gonna take the lithium from you guys, but like in a nicer way yeah. is not a good Animal company. Woman. I'm sorry. You've heard of green pipelines. These are pink pipelines. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I have a vagina. That's right. So Pussy pipelines. This <laughs> this company has already attracted the interest of Elon Musk. So I was like, oh. <laughs> there he is. Yay. I knew we should have known. He's that. a playboy. Yeah. And it, it fin- the article finishes with uh, the woman Amanda saying, "There's a paradigm shift happening happening globally with the en- energy industry, and it's starting with wondering where the source of that energy is coming from." Mm-hmm. And I'm glad this is, you know, the first time anyone in the extractive industry has ever thought about what they're taking out of the ground because other people who live by these mine sites, you know, have to think about it literally all the time because uh, all of their land is destroyed. So that's cool. No, but she's the first. Yeah, but she, she's, she's starting a paradigm shift. Yeah. Awesome. So we nope. think about where the energy is coming from. Yeah. And then say, yeah, it's coming from there. And then don't change anything <laughs> no. about what's happening. No, 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 they do it ethically. Yeah. yeah. They send in a group to ethically extract the people to make sure they yeah. don't get well, the Well, they, they probably, the like energy. they, I imagine uh, they send in like mental health workers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. To, well, we only ethically torture here. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We actually staff the first all-female death squad. <laughs> so Basically. <laughs> That's so, girl boss shit. Hashtag still with her. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. They're, part of the article was like, they're somehow extracting lithium from like existing mine tailing pools, which, okay, that seems nice. But the fact that you're doing it in Latin America and you're a new company to just mine more lithium, like nothing about that is woke. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Megan. Are you criticizing women for taking the medication that she needs to survive? <laughs> Are you shaming this strong woman was, for taking lithium? I was just thinking like there's there's nothing. It's so crazy that they spin it this way, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's such like a... It's obviously just an ad. It's obviously just PR stiff. But I, I, I believe that they believe that what they're doing is good because they're women, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, this is different. And it's like, I'm I'm letting all of our listeners know, um, and you probably already know, and everyone sitting at this table knows, but, like, that's not feminism. <laughs> and, and, and if you're just using that as a marketing tool, you're literally doing the complete opposite mm-hmm. of what fucking people have worked towards. Yeah. Like, like, to use it as a tool to, to make money is just fucked up. Especially in an industry where they have things like weaponized rape, literally. Yeah. Of, yeah. Like, it's so Don't worry, it's the women fuck. doing the raping and It's now. like, and, and Canadian, like, CEOs yes. and people in mining companies can't even pretend they don't know that's happening because they do. Because, like, with they that... They sanction it. With, yeah, ex- they hire those people. Yeah. And with that company, like, that thing I was talking about, Defensora, like, that company that was involved with that, their website after, like, they have a whole section of their website dedicated to, like, defending themselves against that documentary. <laughs> oh and they were like, don't yell at us. It's like, it's not our fault. So it's like... 
they know what they are doing. Yeah. It's very so funny anyway. because uh, if I were to hire a hitman and that hitman killed somebody, I would also get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Um, as well as the hitman. Uh, but when you're, you know, an oil company in Latin America, you can just hire people to kill people, and you get nothing for it. And mm-hmm. you're just like, well, we didn't do it. They they did it themselves. Yeah, we didn't tell them anything. And yeah. I also, it just is so aggravating. But like these companies are on Bay Street in Toronto. They are, the oh, CEOs yeah. are people that went to Queens, went yeah. to Western, went to U of T. Like, they're literally yeah. just like random Canadian rich people that any of us could know. And they are doing this. Like, we, we are genuinely one of the most and evil countries. This like, is not my only that, like, I was, I was, I was going to say, uh, like, yeah, there are so many, like, mining programs uh, at Queen. At Queen. Okay. We're at the Western. biggest mining university. We're, yeah. Exactly. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, and so many uh, people, uh, engineers coming out of that program, jump straight into these companies and, uh, I, and assist in these, uh, you know, terrible, these uh, massacres and slaughters uh, and the complete uh, destruction of environments, again, not even in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you look, I don't know if you guys saw the what happened at Laurentian yesterday mm. uh they uh they've been insolvent for a while and they laid off about a hundred uh faculty members uh just canceled uh dozens and dozens of programs wow uh even they, they were even cut into like signs like uh of course a lot of e- ecological studies environmental sciences uh, yeah, classes were cut all of their enviro stuff and all geography was yeah. cut which All geography, like uh, a lot of indigenous stuff, a lot of French no. language stuff. I <laughs> no! know it's hard what? to believe. What? Uh, as far as I can, <laughs> like, the first to go. Uh, there, there were a couple things that were untouched, but even like a couple engineering uh, programs were weren't cut completely, but were cut in half. Yes, yeah, the one, the one shining beacon that was not hit at all was mining. Mm. Uh, yeah, every single not. mining program, uh, there are no changes. Jesus Christ. That's scary when uh, capital is the determining factor when it comes to education, which yeah. uh, like it, the trend has been moving towards that for a very long time. The trend has always been that. Um, but it, it's even scarier when it's so blatant. Like usually they try to cover it up by being like, look at our arts programs. And then now it's just like, no, no, we're cutting everything except for what makes us money right now. Mining companies give them massive amounts of money to keep mm-hmm. these programs open to. It's it's insane. Well, why do you think uh, and walk around a campus, every building is named after some that donated tons of money like yeah. that's yeah. the whole point of you know proctoring to specific groups and making sure that they get careers uh, in certain sectors in order to make passive income after the words and i remember talking to one guy i knew who was in mining at queens and he was like no we took one ethics course and i was like that's awesome <laughs> thank you <Cool. laughs> Go we, you we learned the trolley problem yeah. <laughs> oh, i'm God. sure they all attended that ethics course 100 percent of the time it didn't just show up hungover and yeah. also like one course yeah. of their entire degree so yeah. And he was and like, we learned that you're not supposed to like be bad to the environment. <laughs> <laughs> this is also anecdotal. So broken. Uh, but I, I've a- attended uh, for uh, one of my uh, past jobs a number yes, of, of Queen's events. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can speak to this too. Uh, I've, I've been to a lot of Queen's events. I've seen a lot of ghouls uh, come oh, and speak. I hate uh, these fucking people. And none are as bad as the oil and mining company guys. Do you, like, do you have any specific stories? Or I can just tell you that some of the, like one of the mining students at Queens got put on a list where he was unable to attend the bars because he assaulted someone at a mining event. He just straight up hauled back and punched like a security person in the face. And he was like, yeah, wh-. like I had to ha- sit down and talk with this guy. He's like, it's not a big deal. Like 
he was he was stepping to me essentially is what he said <laughs> and i was like if only i had known then what i know now about what i'm sure he's gone on to do the people he's gone on to oversee the rapes of you know i would have it would, he wouldn't have made it out of that meeting but yeah yeah mining is at this university filled with some of the biggest pieces of shit like the mining engineering hockey game Jesus Christ. Oh, that's always a disaster. If, he, if it was possible to like see into the future and calculate the amount of like paternity and like sexual assault things that would be settled out of court, it would have been in the trillions of dollars just based on the people on the ice alone. Mm-hmm. And so, they all could afford it. Yeah, and that's the thing. And they could afford it. It's like, oh, yeah, like I have to pay off these 36 uh, Me Too things. Well, I better go into Bolivia and, you know, incinerate 300 million acres of woods. Yeah. I know. I I it makes me really sad. And so this is my thesis that we are one of the most imperialist countries because we do really show up just say we're going to rewrite your mining laws and also dig a million giant pits all over your whole country and fill all your rivers with mercury and then just dip and go back to our comfortable like Rosedale mansions in Toronto. That's I think awesome. It's also so bad because Canada puts out this facade that it is like one of the most progressive nations yeah. Yeah. in the world. We're like North American, like Norway. Yeah. <laughs> Trudeau did throat singing. Yeah. <laughs> he is the throat goat. There's no doubt about yeah. that. You can't take that away but from him. But it's like, it's so much worse. It's like the US is like, even Elon Musk, for as much as I despise him, he's like, yeah, I need lithium from Bolivia. We'll coo who we want to. Mm-hmm. Whereas Canada's like, you know, we'll coo who we want to. And then like, Justin Trudeau making the heart hand yeah, thing. Yeah. Or we're not cooing them. We are providing them with an expansion of their infrastructure and resources in exchange for support and resource of our own. Mm-hmm. We're showing up to a bunch of uh, indigenous people in the Amazon and being like, guys, isn't it cool that it's a woman that's doing this? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, huh? You like that? <laughs> Doesn't that We've, get your dicks hard? This is yeah. the no labels genocide squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think we need to make these companies' lives really hard, especially because we live here and can do it, and the people being affected can't. Yeah, they will take yeah. can't On like pressure them well, in the courts that they're actually accountable to. Well, mm-hmm. so um, so what Megan is saying is that she is going to become a professional saboteur, and <laughs> that's right. she's making guns. <laughs> she's making guns. Just kidding. Ha ha. She's doing the gun finger. Thing she pulled out her know. gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we open carried every recording just to keep each other in line. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, it's kind of like Reservoir Dogs. Like I'm pointing at Megan, Megan's pointing at Dean, and yeah. like it goes around in a big circle. Uh, um, but yes, she is right that we do need to. We call that the Latinx standoff. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We do need to put pressure on these monstrous fucking companies, uh, make their lives miserable. Yeah, be all over their lobbies. As Megan has mentioned, the people in the countries that are being ripped apart for the fucking gain of Moloch and capital can't do this because they will be murdered. Mm -hmm. They will Mm -hmm. be disappeared. They will be raped. They will be destroyed. Their lives will be ruined, if not ended altogether. So there is an imperative for the people that... Not saying that won't happen here because you can never really truly count out the absolute power of capital, but it's much rarer to happen here than it would be to say in Bolivia, Brazil, or Chile, where it's intentionally the oversight has been removed and these companies can act with impunity. Mm-hmm. And um, and the best way to take down these these corporations and stuff like that that are doing these horrible things is to go like you know the Spider-Man villain route and like uh, start. Find out who their family is. Oh, 
an asshole. Now, I, I would say maybe uh, you could also consider uh, uh, do a change.org petition. Uh, oh. Maybe uh, uh, raise awareness on your Facebook page. Yeah, if, if we, I would love it. I would love it if these girls. Uh, and I'm harping so hard on these women because it's just such a fucking. It, it's, it's they're fucked easy targets. Your finger is moving towards the white woman extinction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ever closer. Uh, what if we put arsenic in their boxed wine? <laughs> uh, no, change.org. Fifteen thousand signatures. Mining CEOs have to reveal their daily schedule and where their family shops. <laughs> I just imagine. I just imagine. These women showing up, like and and being like, guys, no, no, don't be mad at me, uh, indigenous like Amazonians. Like, don't don't be upset with me right now. Look at look at, I'm wearing the pink hat. I was there. Um, <gasps> she got the pussy hat. She's got I'm, the pussy hat. <laughs> and then they all back off, and they're like, oh, no, she's she's a great woman. <laughs> we love her now. She um, was at the Donald Trump pussy hat march. <laughs> Where so. they they marched in support of him. Wait, <laughs> that's what it was for. Yeah. I'm gonna just name the. Bello Sun CEO, so we have his name in the podcast, so we can scream at him later. Also, describe what he oh, looks like. Uh, his name is Peter Tagliamonte. Ooh, an Italianoid. Um, and he's probably one of the most <laughs> evil people on the planet. And he looks like this. Uh, a little aggressive. Oh, okay. So he kind of looks like Rowan Atkinson if he had FAS and was evil. Yeah. <laughs> So that is evil fetal alcohol, Mr. Bean, for the folks paying attention at home. I feel home like there. every person we talk about, you say they look like they have fetal alcohol syndrome. Uh, that's because they have a lot of deep, FASD dark rings, gigantic heads, and they're very ugly. <laughs> like, I don't know how to break it to you, but that's just simply it. And it's like, there must be something deeply wrong with you inside to go into a job like that. So maybe it's brain damage. Maybe it's damage of the soul. Maybe it's an abusive upbringing. But like the people that run these things are pieces of shit. Yeah. Well, people is a strong word. Yeah, that's right. People. Yeah. <laughs> and big scare quotes as always. Alrighty. So that's all I have for today. Anyone anyone have any final thoughts? Well, that was delightful. Uh I think that was that was a very interesting look at the most insidious aspect of Canadian imperialism. Because we do obviously always focus on what's happening here in Canada and the ways mm -hmm. in which the government and the police are continuing to just ruin the fucking lives of everyone. Yeah, we uh, we're like the, we're in the mask off police. Mm -hmm. That's why we, we attended to, that rally. That's why we went to the mask. <laughs> rally. Yeah, because we we take the mask off of Canada and go look at look at this ugly mug. Yeah, we're like this uh, mystery incorporated, yeah. and the mystery is uh, is Canada good? The we're is we're no. <laughs> we our podcast is the woman from Phantom of the Opera, and the Phantom is Canada. Oh. And I, I've fallen asleep every time I've tried to watch Phantom Opera. I think this means that Canada wants to have sex with us. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and we want to just take that damn mask off. <laughs> <laughs> I think Meatloaf made a video based on that, and that's my frame of reference. Yeah. So, well, his face looks like a burn victim. Hey. <laughs> um, Anyways. No bad talking meatloaf on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Megan takes a stand, finally. Yeah. <laughs> We've been doing this for over I've a year. I've never gotten riled up before. This is the first time. <laughs> Megan, during the, the mining episode, Z, 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 Z. Megan, when meatloaf is slandered, <laughs> real shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's on her A game. Uh, oh Christ! Well, sh should we should we apologize for not doing a show last week, or should we just leave people? No. no. Okay. <laughs> Fuck I'm not you. sorry. Yeah. Never mind. Give <laughs> I take it back. Give me your credit card information. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, I guess this is it for today's show. Uh, you want to send us out, Megan? Yeah. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.